This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. There's another shot, Anderson, right in. He's And Kenny Dryden, I've never seen a goat Now, you don't often see goaltenders skate all the way down the ice to celebrate a goal. That was a goal worth celebrating. Mind you, it didn't mark the end of the game. There was still, what, 34 seconds left. Game 8, Canada, Soviet Union, 50 years ago this month. It was 50 years ago tomorrow that that remarkable series kicked off which ended up being a huge part of not just Canadian sporting history, but I think Canadian history, period. You know, with the death of Mikhail Gorbachev, a lot of coverage this week of the end of the Cold War, this was right at the height of the Cold War. So it was such a significant series for so many reasons. But yes, Ken Dryden was a big part of it. Split that series with Tony Esposito, but played in that pivotal eighth game in the celebration on that goal. Uh, he's finally decided to, to sit down and write about what it was like to be a part of that. His new book, it's called The Series. What I remember, what it felt like, what it feels like now. Very pleased to welcome to the program Hall of Famer, best-selling author, former federal cabinet minister Ken Dryden. Ken, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks a lot, Rob. Was that the only time you'd ever skated down the ice to celebrate at least a regulation <laughs> goal? I think it is. I, I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't think of another... I, I'm sure it is because I, I mean I'm just trying to think of other times it could have happened, yeah. but um, but I'm sure that, I'm sure that it didn't. I, it wouldn't have happened in the NHL, so no, I think it's the only time. Well, and you, you touch on something interesting. Is you know you had a remarkable career. It was you know it was a long time ago. Uh, so you know there there are parts you remember well, other parts maybe that that you don't. But I would imagine when it comes to that month, September of nineteen seventy two, a lot of that is really seared into your memory. So what was it like to sit down and you know tell this story from memory? Well, it it was it was different. It was interesting. I mean, that, that, um, I knew that it was the only way that I would try to write this book, but I also knew that to me, it was the only way to do it because it, because after a while, um, uh, if, if it's just secondhand recollections and, and trying to find layers of meaning to apply to things, then, it, it 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 loses its reality. It uh, it becomes like another war story, and so uh, that that I thought that the only way to do it was to go back and actually try to relive it um, for myself, and if I could, then to uh, allow readers who were old enough to have um, experienced that series to for them to relive it, but. But more significantly, for the uh, for anybody who is under the age of 57 now, uh, and in Canada who would have no firsthand memory of it, then it would be a chance 
for them to actually live it for the first time. Um, it would be something that they had heard about, that they would, that, that all sorts of stories about it and, and how this was different from any other hockey moment. Well, you know, that it's one thing to say that, but it's hard to believe. Uh, and, and so how do you, how do you, how do you convey something, uh, where it might be believable again? And, and, and so it was to, try to put myself there as a way of trying to put everybody else there and uh and so it was it was it was it was a very different way of approaching something and it it when it was a very different form of writing than i had done before it was yeah. it was uh in much shorter sentences much more uh clipped much more um uh just you know, immediate, instant, um, uh, that, that overviews, overviews don't count. You don't have overviews when you've got, uh, uh, a series like this. You, you're already, you know, you're in a moment on the way to the next moment and on to the next moment. And you, and you can't afford to get out of that moment. Uh, you've, you've, you, you've got to keep immersing yourself. So it was, um, it was different to do, and I, I, I really enjoyed doing it. And, and yet you res- resisted. Maybe that's not the right way to phrase it, but there have been opportunities you'd been asked before about maybe writing a book about the Summit series. Why, why did you feel now was the right time? Um, well, it was certainly the only time that, 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 you know, if I was to do it, it would only be this time. But really it was, it was for just what I was uh, – what I was what I was saying is that and and really the the subtitle of it what I I had that subtitle really as I started to even jot notes it was it was saying to myself okay if I was going to write this book that I'm not going to write how I would write it is what I remember what it felt like what it feels like now that's it that that would be the the entire guide for it this wasn't going to be going out and doing all kinds of interviews and going online and right. and looking up the stat sheets for the fifth game or something like that. No, this this there would only be meaning for anybody in in reading it if in fact it it was that immediate and uh, um, and so I just started and I and I had no idea. What what was going to go down, and whether in going down it was going to be something, and uh, and I mean I, I wrote it in in a much much shorter time than I've ever written anything before, and it just kind of galloped down, and um, and it uh, uh, you know it, it it was like I mean it was the kind of thing that at the end of the day you'd be. You'd be really tired. I mean, you know, because it was so intense. Because you were, you were, you were living it again. And sometimes you're living moments that you didn't enjoy living very much the first time around. And now you were having to, you know, live it again. And it's interesting too because you know there, there were those who were behind the scenes, the diplomats, the bureaucrats who who made it all happen, and the drama that was going on behind the scenes. There's the perspective of the average Canadian who were just enraptured by this whole thing, watching it on television. And then there were you guys, the players, and in a way you were kind of 
disconnected from those those other groups, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was interesting that way. I mean, it was it was that. I mean, one of the things I say in the book is that is that one thing I missed as being a player in the series is not being a player in the series of, of being at home and being amongst the 22 million people who were watching this strange set of events going on, um, things that were entirely unpredictable, and not just from game to game, but from period to period and moment to moment, and where nothing ever seemed settled and nothing ever seemed sure, and, and nothing you, you, could, you could count on. And and uh, uh, and so I mean in in, in Canada, you know that you know that there were you know, you'd have the evidence of the fans um, at, at the games in particular. The thing that was that really brought everything I think to home or home to us was when we were in Moscow, and and part of it was was the telegrams and, and at a time of telegrams, and there are a lot of your listeners that wouldn't even know what a telegram is. But 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 you know that just ten words, fifteen words from somebody that you didn't know, uh, from some place you may not have even heard of, and and arriving in Moscow, and 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 not saying much more than you know Sarnia is behind you, or you know Prince Albert's proud of you, or you know whatever, and 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 just seeing a name and seeing a place. Uh, a place name, and then the numbers started to get bigger and bigger, and you start putting them on the walls, and then in, in the corridor to the dressing room, and then down another wall, and and so that you could you, sense, and you could sense the kind of, of 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 collective experience that was going on in Canada, and then the other part, and it maybe is the most vivid recollection I have of the whole series was the 3,000 Canadians that were in Moscow and for the games that, you know, yeah. that the capacity of the rink was 14,000, but 11, but you know, there were 11,000 Russians and there were 3,000 Canadians and 3,000, you know, Canadians who in 1970, you know, that we didn't travel a lot to Europe at that time and certainly not behind the, the iron curtain and certainly not to Moscow. And they came and, and this was, you know, this was well before the bucket list time of where we consciously make these lists of events and places that we want to go to, and that we check them off and and uh, and 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 brag to our friends that you know that we've been there and we've done that. No, this was this was you know most of these three thousand people were not very well off, and and but they had some feeling about hockey and some feeling about Canada and some feeling that connected both of those things that made them feel they needed to be there. And, and so that you could sense. And when they started the chant that they made up themselves and uh, how they did it, I don't know. But of the da, da, Canada, net, net, Soviet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was just amazing. Well, the blessing and the curse of, of playing that game and, and the joy of being a part of it and celebrating that victory. But, you know, you talk about in the book, the nerves, the pressure of knowing that you're the one who has to backstop the team in that, that pivotal game. Do, do you get those heart palpitations, the, the sweaty palms when you remember that? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that 
a, a little bit less that. I mean, some of the other moments came back almost as they were as they were felt. That was, you know, that that I uh, that I felt some relief in not having quite that same feeling about what I you know, about what I knew then were the stakes. Mm-hmm. And I, I I knew that a series like I mean uh, you know you're a sports fan I'm a sports fan we all know that great significant sporting moments generate great heroes and great non-heroes great goats and and I knew that I mean uh, you know that that this happened before I was old enough to to have any memory of it but you know that Bobby Thompson winning. Uh, the National League pennant on a home run over over the Dodgers and Ralph Branca. And Bobby Thompson, for him, life was never the same after that. And for Ralph Branca, it was never the same. Years later and years after this series, it was Bill Buckner and the ground ball between his legs and the Red Sox that had been waiting for decades and decades to win a World Series lost again. You know, that's what happens, you know, in, in series and in moments like this. And I knew that. I, I felt that. I felt that, uh, you know, uh, especially as the seventh game ended, and I knew that the eighth game was going to be the deciding game, and I knew that I was going to be the goalie. And, and you can't not know that. You can't not feel that. You've got to find a way of parking it, you know, of, of, of getting it under control and where you 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 know you, you feel it as as you can't not feel it but then you know as the game starts to approach then then you you focus enough somewhere else that you don't that that doesn't overwhelm you 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 just you you go out and you play and uh, yeah. so yeah we we knew the stakes you know the stakes were absolutely clear and we just had to find a way well, the sticks were huge, and I mean, the intrigue was huge, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was you guys. It was this group of, of you know, you were, were a young guy. There were a lot of fairly young guys still on that team. Rivalries paused to come together. Rivalries later resumed. But wearing that jersey together, going through all of that together, what, what kind of bond did that create? I, I, I mean, a surprising one. I mean, uh, uh, one that shouldn't be a surprise, but 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 is and was i mean one where that that you know you 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 shared something you know you shared something that mattered and mattered to you and mattered to the other person and and one where where you know you don't even need to talk about it i mean you know you could be walking down the street and walking past each other and you just look at each other and nod your head mm-hmm. yeah i know and i know you know and I know we all know, and and we don't need to say anything more than that. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, that, that, that it's in moments like that that you actually come to know somebody. I mean, it's 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 fairly easy for all of us in, in, in certain other moments to act a certain way and want to be a certain way and want to portray ourselves a certain way. But when you get into moments like this where you can't not do anything other than focus on what's going on and and you can't have another part of you that's that's acting like you want to be and 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 uh, um 
then you know you reveal yourself. I mean, and you you reveal yourself to yourself. I mean that, and and sometimes that's not a lot of fun. You know? yeah. And 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 so, you know, you get to know the people who are your teammates, and you get to know the people who are your opponents in 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 an event like this. And uh, and so you know you may never share another word with with uh with that person the rest of your life but um you know him and he knows you well, it's a fascinating look back and obviously a hugely important and pivotal moment uh for canada for canadians for the game of hockey it's called the series what i remember what it felt like what it feels like now ken dryden thank you so much for joining us here today really appreciate this not at all thanks rob all the best. Take care. Uh, there you go. One and only Ken Dryden, Hockey Hall of Famer, best-selling author, former member of Parliament, cabinet minister, of course, his latest book called The Series. And an interesting look back at, at someone who was a part of it and just sitting down. Well, what do I remember? What did it feel like? And how do I feel about it now? So the book's available now, like I say. Uh, as we mark the 50th anniversary, I think there is going to be a lot of renewed interest in what was it, – it's hard to overstate just how significant it was. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Rob Breckenridge. You can email me, rob at 770chqr.com. Talk to you next time.